History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 years old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with Earl Lamar. He is the chairman of the Hour of Power Australia. We're going to hear a bit of his story today. Welcome along, Earl. Tell us a bit of your background. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Brisbane. I had spent, as a boy, a six-year-old, I... My father was transferred in the bank to Melbourne, and we had two years in Melbourne, but we came back to Brisbane because my sister suffered from bronchitis. And uh, so I've resided in Brisbane for the balance of my nearly 80 years now. Tell us a bit of your uh, your upbringing. Did you have like a religious upbringing at all? Um, well, it wasn't heavily religious, but we were in Baptist circles, Tarragindi Baptist, actually, uh, one of the southern suburbs of Brisbane. And I can remember going to the Sunday school there, and uh, then we, we, we moved on from there ultimately and uh, to the north side of Brisbane, and we eventually ended up at the City Tabernacle Baptist Church, which is where I was married. And tell us a bit about your personal walk with the Lord. Like, Were you always a believer, or was there a conversion experience at one stage? Look, I didn't have a stunning experience. I was born into a Christian family, which I'm terribly grateful for, um, but um, the most significant event was being baptised in uh, the City Tab Baptistry, uh, which was when I was, I think, 16 or 17. So that was uh, a significant uh, happening. And um, But I've just been always a, a church attender, um, loved the Lord, um, probably haven't read the Bible as much as I should, but I've, <laughs> I've read it a few times, but uh, I'm, I'm a bit behind in my reading in recent days, but um, it's a wonderful book and I should read it more. But um, no, I've, So I've had a long experience of uh, following the Lord and uh, uh, seen wonderful things happen and, uh, and mixed with some beautiful Christian people over the years, uh, for which I'm very grateful. And tell us a bit about your younger years there. So what did you do after you finished school? Did you study or work straight away? School education comprised schools on the south side of Brisbane, Wellis Hill State School. Then we moved over to Eagle Junction or to Kayfield, and uh, I went to Eagle Junction State School, which was the, at the time the second oldest state school in Queensland. Um, and I went from there to we living in uh, Bonnie Avenue. I could walk down the road to the train at Albion Station, and uh, I went to uh, Brisbane Boys College um, and spent four years there in my um, up to my senior year and then I started a year at university doing pharmacy uh, but couldn't stand it so I moved out of that and was in limbo for a little bit I went into a clerical position with the treasury department of the it was actually works department sorry of uh, the state government um, and uh, I, I worked in the, the old treasury building uh, up, up at North Quay and I was there for about three or four years. Then I graduated. I had to do um, bookkeeping to, as a prerequisite to doing accounting, and I did that very, very quickly. I got through the two bookkeeping exams very, very quickly in a year and got uh, very good marks for um, that subject. And then I moved on to accountancy and did that part-time 
down at QUT for about four years and uh, ultimately graduated as a, um, an accountant and um, ultimately became, because I worked for a firm at the time called White and & Hancock and they were a chartered accountancy firm, so I had to um, work for that sort of firm to become a chartered accountant, which is what I did. And uh, I got through my studies pretty quickly. By the time I was, I think, 25, 26, I was through my studies. But by that time, I had four young kids. And uh, so it was pretty uh, – I used to do my study from 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, and then from 7 o'clock at night when they were, they were bedded down. So uh, – um, and when I moved over to to accounting studies, I got places in Australia and Queensland. So it was I took to it like a duck to water and uh, just found what I was uh, – uh, cut out for, and ultimately I became a partner of a firm called White and Hancock, uh, a medium-sized firm which was based in the city here, and uh, served my apprenticeship there, and uh, ultimately became a partner in my early third, well, 28 or 29, I think it was, and then uh, about 33 years ago, I moved away from that practice and started my own practice as a sole sole practice uh, in Queensland here in Brisbane and uh, all my staff who were with me and of which there were about 13 followed me into that practice and all my clients followed me of course so, um, and there's been a terrific uh, uh, that was a terrific decision and uh, enabled me just to get on with doing things that I particularly enjoy doing uh, particularly involving re- commercial real estate and I've I was one of the early syndicators here in Queensland and going back to the mid-80s and in fact I got the partnership that I was part of before I moved out on my own. I got them into their own building in Charlotte Street and and that was the uh, genesis of uh, what has been a very successful um, exposure to commercial property here in uh, Queensland, particularly South East Queensland, Brisbane and and the the, the terrace area, the fringe, fringe city, but we did construct a Bunnings warehouse up in Townsville as part of the process and sold that eventually. And, uh, and now I focus more on commercial property here around Brisbane. Um, and we've recently sold uh, a property in the valley for a very good price to Charter Hall. And, and uh, so that's my main involvement these days. The accountancy practice with my staff having been with me for such a long time, it basically runs on autopilot and um, uh, I, I focus, I switch, spend about 85% of my time on uh, commercial property matters and uh, investing uh, clients' funds, etc. Well, I really did enjoy visiting your office recently and uh, you've got a, a great view of the Brisbane River and uh, right in the, in the inner city of Brisbane there and uh, was able to just hear a bit of your story. I was so inspired to hear how God has used you in business uh, over the years, uh, over so many years. And uh, the reason I caught up with you is because I was recently watching The Hour of Power on TV and I heard Bobby Shuler say that uh, the chairman of The Hour of Power of Australia is a businessman in Brisbane and I thought oh I'd love to know who that guy is because I love the hour of power I've watched it every week on channel 10 5 a.m on a Sunday uh, Sunday morning and uh, so anyway I googled hour of power of Australia found you and uh, you were uh, you know you blessed me enough to uh, take me out for a coffee um, so I'd love to know if, if you could just share a bit of the story how did you get involved in the hour of power well um, I've been watching it for 45 years um, and uh uh, so it, it, it's been extremely powerful to me, and it's it's what I 
um, uh, held on to. In, in, uh, you know, one of its major messages is hope. And uh, I went through a bit of a tough, tough period um, in my first marriage. Um, and uh, I, I, I found the hour of power just so consoling and, uh, and just uh, kept me on the straight and narrow and just gave me, um, you know, put a, a, an additional step to, to my walking. Um, so, um, and, and in recent days, because I've had some success in business and particularly with commercial property, I've been able to bless the Hour of Power ministry both here in Australia and the world, broadly the world, um, with uh, significant donations to keep them going because they went through a bit of a rough patch uh, back a few years ago when they were forced to sell the Crystal Cathedral and um, they've now moved into uh, another building uh, which was owned by the Presbyterian Church and they've been similarly blessed um, um, in, in um, what they've been, what they've gained by moving into that building. Uh, so, But I, I love the Hour of Power because it's got a nice balance of, of, of singing, um, uh, not heavy on on uh, Christianity, but but just uh, it fuses it, it um, the possibility thinking, which was the, the original founder of the Hour of Power, Doctor Doctor Schuller, who is the grandfather of Bobby Schuller, who, who now runs the show uh, in conjunction with some some fine people who I've got to know over the years. So the Hour of Power has been a, a ministry that has just blessed me, and. Uh, and it really has become, even though, you know, I've attended the City Tabernacle Baptist Church, I'm not a member of a Baptist Church uh, here in Australia, but, but I regard myself as a member of the Hour of Power and, and see that as my main church. Well, I've certainly been encouraged over the years. Uh, I, I do remember as a young fellow watching Robert Schuller, uh, who was the founder of the Hour of Power, and apparently it started in 1970 when uh, Reverend Billy Graham advised uh, Robert Shuler to start TV. So, so you know, that, that would have been a pioneering Christian TV ministry back in those days. And uh, I used to love the guests that Robert Shuler would have on. He'd have all sorts of interesting actors and musicians and he'd interview them and then he'd preach a sermon. It's a, it's a great creative way uh, to share a church service, isn't it? Oh, look. The, the, the founder, you know, Robert Shaw, you know, he mixed with presidents of the United States. You know, he had them on his platform. Uh, he, he even had the Russian president there on, on, on a couple of occasions. Uh, uh, so he was a very prominent uh, person, and, and uh, uh, you can't give him too many accolades. He, he was just fan, fantastic. But he, he learned an awful lot from Norman Vincent Peale, who wrote The Power of Positive Thinking and many other wonderful, uh, wonderful books. And in fact, uh, Norman Vincent Peale uh, has had, is the person who has had the most influence on my life. Um, I've read all his books and uh, loved listening to him. He was still on the speaking circuit in his early 90s. Um, so uh, I've tried to emulate myself on, on Norman Vincent Peale and hope that I might achieve a similar outcome of getting into the 90s. But uh, anyway, uh, the, the important thing is to have uh, all your marbles, and he certainly had all of his. He, and he was the most articulate speaker. He, he, his choice of, English, of, of the English language in, in um, putting together phrases was just extraordinary. Uh, and he, he learned from a Catholic um, cardinal, cardinal over there um, who, who had a similar style. And uh, Norman Vincent Peale, for those who know him, he, he uh, was the leader of the marble 
collegiate church in uh, New York for many, many years um, and uh, a wonderful human being and a, a great Christian. Well, I've got to say, the thing that I love about Bobby Shuler, who now hosts the Hour of Power, is he's very young, uh, he's very enthusiastic, he's a great storyteller as well. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, often on a Sunday morning, 5am, I'll get up and I'll, I'll have my coffee there and I'll sit there and I'll watch. Uh, and I'm, I'm always taking notes. I'm always uh, getting, you know, great story ideas, great uh, sermon ideas. Uh, he's, he's an inspirational speaker. And, you know, I think we need more younger preachers uh, out there because a, lo- a lot of the most well-known preachers are, you know, fairly mature in age. It's great to have a young guy like Bobby, isn't it? I think there's a few young guys coming up through the American evangelistic you know, system, um, and Bobby's one of them. Uh, but he's uh, he, look, he's just a beautiful human being. Uh, got a wonderful wife, um, and and he's just so highly regarded and respected, uh, in, particularly in the uh, the uh, that area of America, California. Um, so I've got to know him very, very well, and. Uh, Look, he's just got his feet on the ground. Moderate. He's a conservative moderate, um, but he, he's well researched. He, you know, mm-hmm. with his sermons, he, he spends a lot of time in, in researching, and he often puts up, you know, photos or images of, of, of parts of Israel, etc., that he's incorporating within his sermon. So, uh, uh, I regard him very, very highly, and he's a very good friend. And speaking of Israel, you've been over to Israel on one of a tour, one of the tours with the Hour of Power. Tell us all about that. Yes, I was one of about 650 people. Um, there was a contingent of, I think, 43 from Australia and seven from New Zealand as part of the 650, most of them Americans, but, but many from other parts of the world. And uh, we had, I think it was 10 to 12 days in uh, Israel, and uh, that was fantastic. Uh, that's where I met my my now wife of 22, 23 years, um, and uh, she was uh, a a very devout Catholic based in Christchurch, and she used to watch the Hour of Power every Sunday morning, and uh, so we had that commonality of of enjoying uh, that that ministry, and uh, I met her, I didn't meet her during the trip because I was um, with another group. There were 19 buses travelling all over Israel at the time, but it was a terrific uh, experience. And and, uh, I helped her with the bags when we got to the Tel Aviv airport and we travelled on the plane together home and uh, the rest is history. I married her about 18 months, two years later. And um, um, so um, she's been a great uh, mate of mine and uh, has fitted in with the friendships that I've developed over the years. She's now become very friendly with a number of my friends here in Australia, and we travel a lot between here and New Zealand. She's got family in New Zealand. and uh, uh, So, yeah, we have a great time, and she's just a beautiful person. Well, that is wonderful, and I'm hoping to take a tour to Israel next year. I've uh, started uh, talking uh, to my travel agent to organise that. Uh, it's been a life-changing thing for me. I've been twice before, and I'm hoping to take another tour next year, so I was uh, curious to know about your experience. Well, mate, it is so good to hear a bit of your story, Earl, and uh, if people want to find out more about the Hour of Power, the website is hourofpower.org. Uh, you can go to forward slash Australia, and you can find out about uh, the Hour of Power. Of course, it's on Channel 10 Sundays at 5am, but 
but it's also on Good TV, which is also known as the Australian Christian Channel. Uh, they have it on their app as well. Um, and uh, you can also search them up on YouTube and social media, uh, The Hour of Power with Bobby Shuler. What a great ministry. Well, It's a wonderful ministry. And just, just on your point of uh, revisiting Israel, The Hour of Power is proposing another visit to Israel in February next year, Ooh. which I haven't got full details on, but... Uh, you could check that out, and uh, you, you know you m- may even wish to be part of the uh, the assembly that will be going. But anyway, right. I, I just mentioned that. Mm. That sounds fantastic. Well, Earl, it's been so good to hear a bit of your story today. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's been delightful getting to know you, Tim, Matt, and uh, I trust that God will continue to bless your your ministry uh, in the New Hope environment. It's um, um, exciting, I think, what you're doing, and um, you, you're doing some benevolent work as well. So uh, it's, it's a nice mix of practical Christianity. So um, it's been great meeting you, and we look forward to having further coffees together. Thank you, Will. God bless you. Have a good one. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels, and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry, and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater, and my challenge to you now is to go and make history.